This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey Edwards here with my close personal friend, Tony Schiavone, who's looking hey, quite wonderful today. You've been awake for a couple hours. You've got that East Coast glow to you. Yes. I've been awake for uh, many hours. Thank you for asking. I have mm-hmm. two energy drinks in me right now. I've ignored my wife all morning, and I've moisturized my face. There you go. So I feel great. Man, this is uh, that's the Tony Schiavone routine, everyone. Two monsters and some moisturizer on your face. Anyway, we're here today. To talk to a wonderful guest before we get started, AEW Casino, totally a sponsor of AEW Unrestricted. Go to the App Store and the Google Play Store, download it now, steal all of Alex's Marvez poker chips because he's playing the game constantly. Yeah. Now let's get to the guest, which is uh, my wonderful friend, uh, Ty Conti. Hello, girl. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. A little bit nervous as always when I need to talk because of my English, but you already know. <laughs> Your English is great. And I've told you time and time again, like, please stop apologizing. You're awesome. Like, don't worry about it. Thanks. All right. So we're going to start a little differently just because I know like your background is very different than everyone else's. But you have a black belt in judo and a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And you participated in the trials for the 2016 Brazilian Olympic team. And I kind of want to know like how all of that happens. Like... <laughs> How do you decide I'm going to try out for the Olympics? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like I started in gymnastics, to be honest. And then it was just for a week because that was not my thing. You know, I'm not flexible at all. It was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't like that. Get me out of here, please. So they had judo like kind of in front of like in the same building. And I was like, oh, I want to try this. And that was really like little. I was like seven years old. And of course, my mom didn't agree with it. But then my stepdaddy was like, yup, let's try it. So my stepdaddy was like, "Uh, bring me to judo. Like, and my mom didn't know. And I felt in love. And then at some point, my mom was like, you know what? That's her thing, I guess, you know. And then I started judo. And then when that was like, if I'm not wrong, that was like 2011. I got like my first really important competition to be part of the Brazilian team. And then that's when I started really traveling around the world. Like I went to Germany and Portugal to represent Brazil and I was super young. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm an athlete. That's my life. That's what I want to do. So that's how everything started. And then judo was pretty much like my life, everything. That was my job, my dream. And then I was working hard for years and years. And then 2016, there was like the um, uh, Olympic Games in Brazil, in Rio, where where I'm from. And I was like, damn it, you know, and I was working hard. But I knew there was something like super hard to get into it. And that was like because of the age and ranking and everything. I knew that was not my time yet. I was kind of focused for like the next one four years after 2016 but then i was getting good and then opportunity were coming i was winning matches and winning competitions and then when the the list for the tryout came because it's like a big thing everybody's like waiting for the list you know to see who is in who is not my name showed up because my rank my ranking was really good and i was like oh my damn god you know (laughs) I didn't expect it. I was working hard, but I didn't expect it. And then I was like, okay, 
I guess I have like, an opportunity <laughs> and I'm going to go for it. Uh, but then I lost. And that was like devastating for me, right? Actually, the girl that won the, uh, she's from Rio too. That's the funniest part. And then she won to represent Brazil and she was Olympic champ. So, you know, I don't feel that bad. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to lose to anybody, lose to the person that's the Olympic right? champion. So, yes. So that was super nice. And then that's when like the opportunity to come to pro wrestling showed up in my life. You made your AEW debut in 2020 in the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. How did you become part of that tournament and who contacted you about coming out? Oh, okay. So I was, you know, like not working anymore. And I was like, do I want to be in wrestling? So I was kind of like questioning myself. And I was like, no, I love wrestling. That's what I want. I'm going to like keep trying. And then um, Lucha Soros was the one that contacted me. And then he tagged Kenny in one of my videos in uh, on my Twitter. And then he sent my message like, hey, I hope everything's going to, you know, everything's good and blah, blah, blah. And mind you, I didn't know Lucha Soros. We never talked before. And then I guess uh, Kenny asked for my number. And Lucha Soros like, hey, Kenny saw your video. He wants your number. So he contacted me. To be honest, that was like a different match that they had in mind that mm -hmm. didn't work out. And then after that, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go there and see like, you know, how I like it and everything to see if they like me. And then when I got there for the first time, I was super nervous because I didn't know like anyone. And Brandy, Cody, Tony, everyone was so like friendly. That I was like, oh my God, I really like here. It's so different. Like the first five minutes that I got there, I was like, holy crap, it's totally different from, you know, my previous job. So I really liked it. And then I stayed there for the whole day. And then the end of the day, Tony and Brandy and Cody talked to me about the opportunity to go for the tag tournament. And I was like, yep, let's do it. So one of the things I particularly love about the tournament, and I think everyone has kind of seen this, both on TV and social media, is it was a tag tournament and you got paired with Anna Jay, mm -hmm. who now you two are basically like inseparable. <laughs> like, did you have any say in how who you got tied with? And just like, how did that all work out? Well, I had no idea. And then I was sitting on the stands by myself, just looking around. And then Anna popped up like next to me, like, oh, my God, like, you're, you're beautiful. I really like your job. And then we start talking. I was like, yeah, you too, you know. And then that's how it started. Like we started talking about life, work and everything. And she stayed with me for the whole day to like super late midnight or whatever. And that's when I had the, um, the meeting, the conversation with Tony and Brandon and everyone. And then they told me like, oh, you're going to, you know, you're going to be a team with energy. I'm like, wait, what? It's like, yes. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I text her because we changed numbers. Like, oh my God, guess what? We're going to be a team. And then we start coming up with ideas and everything. So that's, that was supernatural. We didn't know. It just happened. Uh, you uh, were uh, signed to a contract, uh, what, about uh, right after the tournament, I guess maybe a few weeks after the tournament. And it, what did that mean to be signed to a contract for AEW? Oh my God. Really? I was not expecting like, that was super fast. And I was like, yes, I will, you know, I will keep coming and let's see if we like each other because that was the conversation. Because since I was not real happy in my previous job, I was like, you know, 
I don't know if I want to sign a contract for a longer year, like long-term contract to be unhappy again. So we kind of feel each other. And then when they offered me, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure that I'm happy here. So I'm going to sign it. And then I remember my first match after they announced that I got signed. I was so emotional. Let me tell you, I cry a lot. You cried in the in the tunnel. I remember. Yes, I couldn't. It was just so touching. I couldn't handle myself because that was like a new beginning for me. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, a couple months ago, I thought that like my career in wrestling was over. And here I am in a big platform, like a great platform in a place that I'm happy. I'm actually happy. I can be myself. I don't feel I'm judged, you know, like, so that was everything together. And when I was like doing my entrance, I was like, damn, I forgot that I had to be like, Tai Conti. I was Tainara in that moment. I was like, damn, my whole, my, my emotions, my feelings. I'm so damn grateful. And that's how I feel in AW. Every time I got to go there, it's like, damn, I got to go to work. Yes, let's go. Let's do it. You know, I don't know if I ever told you this story or not, but I remember when Kenny told me, hey, we're thinking about bringing in Tai. And I think you and I had had an interaction at the previous place when I was trying out that was kind of like, man, this girl's kind of a bitch. Like, what's up? Yeah. And we, we've talked about it further since then. But I told Kenny, I'm like, dude, I don't know. She's She might not be good for the locker room. And that after that first day you were around, I texted him and said, we need her. Like, she's good energy. <laughs> she's solid worker. Like, she will be a great addition to our team. So I'm really glad that I got to know you a little bit more in our setting because I feel like it's a good place for people to be themselves and kind of demonstrate, like, who they really are as people, right? You're not walking around on eggshells. You you get to be you. So thank you yeah. for being you. No, thank you. Yeah, it's like, honestly, I kind of agreed. Like, I was not happy in my previous job. So I was not really being by myself. There was a lot of stress. So that was super hard. And then that's when I was like, you know what? That's not me. I got to I gotta be out of here. I am bec- became a person that I, I'm not, you know? So I feel like now I have a better relationship with everybody. I can be myself, you know? So, yeah, I, I agree with you probably. And, you know, my face doesn't help because I have a serious face. And then when you look at me, it's like, damn, that bit sucks. <laughs> I don't even know if I, can I say that here? I'm sorry. Yes, you can. You oh, can totally. Say yeah. I swear all the time. You're fine. Yeah. And then, but that's pretty much my face. So, sorry. <laughs> So uh, so recently, back on the 20th of April, you had a world title shot against Hikaru Shida. Uh, talk about working against her. Ooh, best match of my life. Most important match of my career. So damn happy to be able to work with Shida. Like, since day one, she was super nice. And, you know, like, we are kind of like both, like, English is not our first language. So we're kind of like, oh, hi, hi. But then we got to know each other a little bit better. And then we were able to work as a tag team. And then we just felt like we had a chemistry, you know, like our background is kind of like similar, even like our style in the ring. I feel it's pretty similar, like strikes and then submissions, like, you know, and she has like a judo background a little bit. So it was super fun to be able to work with someone that like, you know, like had the kind of same style as me. I was super happy to work with her. And then when it came to our match, it was like, oh, my God, that's going to be like the best match of my life. And I was damn right. You know, 
because like <laughs> this strikes i still i still bruise like i don't know if you guys can see it i still oh have God, some bruise it's been like more than a week already like that's the style i like because i love japanese style like matches you know like strong style that's more me i love like lucha style and then you know american press but i prefer to do it like the strong style like from japan that's what i like and i feel like with shira was able to show that a little bit more like and then that's why i feel like we had a good chemistry and a good match for people that may not have noticed uh i got to ref that match and right as soon as it was done and shida i think it, it shida the the knee or the spinning kick thing and then did the like crawled over pinned and I think the first thing I did was roll up to you and I'm like, I am so fucking proud of you right now. And then I went and got the title and gave it to Sheeta. It was great. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's really, really nice to work with you because you're always motivating us in the ring. So I do appreciate you. I'm always telling you like, hey, you got this. It's fucking great. Just breathe, breathe. You got this, girl. Yes, you're killing yes. it. All right. This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey and Tony here with the wonderful Ty Conti. Tony and Aubrey here on AEW Unrestricted with the wonderful Ty Conti. We will never say, oh, that bitch sucks to her. Never again. Never Never again. (laughs) (laughs) Because she she doesn't. She's great. She's wonderful. (laughs) And she proved that back on the 20th in that match against Hikaru Shida, which, as you may have been listening, she said was the greatest match of her life, which obviously she has a lot more to go. But before we go in to COVID, I want to talk about COVID and how it changed your life. I want to talk a little bit about Brody Jr., negative one. He comes out with you a lot. He means a lot to us as a company, and I know he means a lot to you as well. Oh, it's always hard to talk about him. I got emotional. Like, I, I mentioned a couple times before, like, I never had any connection with Brody before. And then after what happened, and I saw that kid, I don't know, we just clicked. You know, we just connect and I trying to, you know, to figure it out why. And then even like with my therapy, because I do therapy, I need it. I struggle a lot with mental health. So I do that. Good. A lot. And then and I'm not ashamed to say it. So I be. was telling her and I was like, I don't know what it is, but I have such a connection with that kid that I can explain. And she was like, yeah, I can be wrong, but I feel like you don't want him to feel the pain that you felt in your past when you were a kid because i didn't have any like contact with my daddy and i know that hurt me you know my dad is still alive but we don't have any contact so i don't know she was like it may can be it and then in my mind it's like i have a little sister that she's adopted and she's the same age as him so and i miss her every single day and I was like, I don't know if it's because like I see my sister in him. I don't know. I just know I love that kid and I can feel he loves me back. You know, it's it's something that's it's natural and I can feel it, it's true. Our connection is like it's not a thing for wrestling. It's just like I love him. I remember uh, I think we were preparing for one of your matches on Dark and little Brody's just kind of hanging out by the step and repeat. And you're like, dude, are you are you going to be ready for my match? She's like, what? It's happening. And he like grabs his boots and starts running away. I'm like, where are you going? He goes, I have to go to medical. I need my wrist taped. Like he takes it very seriously. (laughs) Yes, yes, really. And then my match against Ali, I was super nervous. And he was the one like, 
you got to breathe. My mom tell me that when I'm nervous that you're going to be, let's breathe together. You know, it's like, damn, he's a kid. You know, he's the one helping me. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, you know, I, I want to help him. I, I want to be around. And then, no, he's the one helping me. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, that's a great story. Now, now, Ty, uh, you were impacted by COVID-19, but it ultimately uh, may have been for the better. It was a game changer for many, but it really impacted your life. Uh, talk about your release from uh, WWE in April of 2020. So that was like a long story. That Okay. We got know. time. <laughs> yeah so you know to make it better and quick it's pretty much like i was asking for my release okay for a couple months i was not happy i was so like unhappy there that i didn't have any plans i was just like i want to get out of here i'm not happy and those i i never thought about like oh what am i gonna do if they give me my release i never thought about it i was like i just need to be done with them right and then, of course, they did, They said no a couple of times. We were having, like, a bunch of meetings and then, you know, trying to talk with my previous boss and then with the officer, try to figure it out things. And I was like, nope, I'm just done. Please let me go. So the last one, they told me, like, no, you're not going. And then they mentioned AW. I remember, like, they asked me, like, they told me, like, no, you're not going to go to AW. Like, we put a, a, a lot of money on you. You a star, blah, 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 blah. Then now you got to go there. I'm like, oh, yes. You guys don't use me here. So, yeah, I got to go somewhere. But it's not there. I know nobody there. I told them, like, I have no plans to go to AW. And then I had no plans because I had no contacts at all. So we, the end of the day, like, we figured it out that they said no. And I still had like two years in my contract. And I was like, well, what I'm going to do? I got to be here. Right. So they told him like, okay, you can be at home. We're going to pay you. You can be at home. I'm like, no, because then I know everybody's going to forget about me. And then I would not be able to work, you know? And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm going to make it like two more years. I'm going to keep working. I have no choice. Right. <laughs> And then we decided to keep working and then everything was good. We got like in a good terms and then something had to change because I was not not happy with training schedule, whatever. And then I was back to work normally. Out of nowhere, they called me because of, I mean, not out of nowhere. Everybody knew what was going on because of COVID. But I was not expecting the call since we were okay, right? So they told me like, yeah. Uh, we are finally letting you go. Not in a, you know, really good. Um, how to explain that without being too mean? Like, they're not too nice. No, they're not. We get <laughs> it. Not. We understand. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm so grateful for them because, honestly, they changed my life. You know, I came to U.S., they bet on me, and then they helped me a lot. They really changed my life and I'm grateful for it. But then the last year, like I was like, oh, not happy. I got to go. So that was pretty, like super hard. That was one of the worst days of my life, to be honest. And then I was lost, sad, upset and everything. It was like, damn, what am I going to do now? And then it turns out that was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Because after this, I had no job. And I bought a house and I bought, <laughs> yes. how did they do that? I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I was so like, after, you know, a couple of weeks, I was like, damn, I'm happy. That's what I want, you know? And then I was figuring out my life. And then like, you know, like, oh, what I can do with the money that I saved and blah, 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 blah. And I came from like a really poor, like neighborhood, like my family was really poor. So like having a house, have a house and a car was something that was super like, not, that was not a thing for me, to be honest, you know, you're living like a queen. Yeah, I had that dreams, but that was so far from me that when I did it, I was like, damn, I have no job. I'm happy. I just bought a house and I bought the car that I always wanted. It was like, what a good life. You know, and then after this, I got my contract and then I was like, oh, my God, I, I have nothing to complain. I live a good, a good life. You know, I'm just so grateful. It's always pretty awesome. I love just hearing these stories of people who don't have something that makes them happy every day and then joining our family and immediately it's just like, oh, this is the greatest. Like, mm-hmm. why should you even complain it's one of those like when we're doing AEW dark until 2 a.m. and people are like, oh, this is annoying. I'm like, dude, like this is fun. Like <laughs> you get we work two days. Here. We get two days out of like every like two weeks. Right. <laughs> we get really? to be on TV. How many people are actually wrestling in the world? Like, yes, this is great. Yeah. You're pretty much like you get paid to have fun. Right. Pretty much. You get to hang out with nine year olds who, uh, who boss you around <laughs> with a kendo stick. It's awesome. So you had mentioned in our last segment that. You were doing the the judo and trying out for the Olympics and all of these things. And then you had just gotten contacted by WWE. Like, was there any sort of, like, what was the transition like? Was it just a, okay, I'm going to be a wrestler now? Or was wrestling always a part of your life? Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. we are. Here it is. I had no idea. I never, ever watched wrestling before. Well, Never. Had no idea what wrestling was before. Wrestling was not, it's not like a big thing in Brazil, like here in the US. So never heard about it. Not gonna lie. Yes. So when they contact me, that was like a true friend, right? And then he was like, hey, this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hell no. I'm not getting out of my country to go to a different country that do something that I don't even know what it is. It may be prostitution. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that Good was, girl. <laughs> Always be skeptical. <laughs> that was my mind. I'm like, hell no, it's traffic. I'm not, hell no, I'm not getting out of my, my country. No way. No way I'm doing this. And then he was like, no, let's, you know, let's look at internet or whatever. And then I was like, okay, let's, let's see what it is. And then I was looking at it. I was like, oh, it's, it looks fun, you know, but my view, I had no idea. And then I was like, oh, is that true? Like, is that, is that fake? You know, I had no clue. And then I contact, uh, not a friend. Because Adrian Jowd, he was working for WWE at that time. And I knew him from competitions because he was an athlete before. And I was like, well, I kind of know him. He's not going to lie to me. His family is well-respected in Brazil. I'm going to contact him and see, like, what it is. And he was like, hey, it's a great opportunity and blah, blah, blah. You should try, you know. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And then I... I decided to come for a tryout. And then in my first day of my tryout, they're like, hey, you're signed. I'm like, well, we still have two days. It's like, yeah, you're going to do it, but you're signed. I'm like, okay. In my mind, when I got in the tryout, 
I was like, it's a competition. I saw a bunch of like girls. There was like, it's a competition. I don't know what I'm going to win, but I'm going to win. That was my mindset back then. I was like, I'm going to win. I just want to be the best around here because it's a competition. And then I guess it worked. <laughs> but yeah, I never, never watched wrestling before. Wow. That's uh, that 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 is a great story. It really is because there's a lot in our business who grew up watching it, loving it, but you seem to have taken to it very, very well without even knowing what it was. So that's a great story. I want to ask you. You know, you mentioned we we also agreed that there are a lot of we think maybe wrong that at WWE I say there's a lot of people that are not nice there. But if you look back on your experience there, and I know you were in the May uh, Young Classic, you work for NXT. I think you were, they had you at WrestleMania at one time. Mm -hmm. What do you think you learned from all that? What, what did you learn from your time there? If you learned anything? Honestly, I learned a lot. First of all, I learned that I need uh, to speak up when I'm not happy because I was holding like, not in a bad way, like in a nice way, right? I was holding for so long and I was accepting everything that people told me that hurt me and everything that I never said. And then when I was starting saying, that's when things was ugly there. Because when you speak up there, that's when like people are like, oh, why are you doing this? You should be quiet, you know? So, and then I learned a lot about the business, like how to be respectful. Like a lot of people there was like really important to me, like to help me grow a lot. Like I remember people were saying like, hey, you just got here. Uh, so he has 10 years of experience. You get out of the chair and give him the chair, you know, and that's right. how I learned. And then guess what? I was happy to do it because in judo, it's the same thing. It's respect. And then we got to respect people who has more experience than us. And I was like, you know what? I got to prove my worth here. And that's what I'm going to do. That was hard because, you know, a couple people were like disrespectful, which is different, you know? But I learned a lot. And then I learned how to love and respect the business. I feel that's the most important thing for me that I learned there. I do love and I do respect wrestling a lot. Very good answer. You'd mentioned you still have your family down in Brazil. How is it leaving them behind? And how often do you get to get to visit them again? Maybe out of, out of a COVID era since things are a little different now. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst part, to be honest. Like, my family never came here to visit me because like my sister's adopted and then the whole documentation, it takes a while in Brazil. And then my mom didn't want to come and leave her behind with like a family or whatever. So nobody ever came here. I was the one going to Brazil like once a year because my schedule was super like hard. I didn't have any time to go. And then now it's been like two years since I saw them the last time. Um, I remember, uh, in the airport, uh, when I was moving here to us, I had no idea when I would see them again. And that was a day that I don't want like, you know, like go back <laughs> because that was super hard, like super hard. I'm like, Tam, I'm leaving my family behind. I don't even know when I'm going to see them again. Like hugging my sister and my mom, like my brother. And I was super, super, super hard. That was the like worst thing ever to do. But then I feel like I'm a, a great, like a big believer in God. And then he put it someone in that plan to help me. That was um, 
my English teacher's mom in the same plane as me to come to US in the same day, like crazy, crazy. Right. So she was helping me. And mind you, I didn't speak any English. I had classes for like six months in Brazil to come here, but shh, there was nothing, you know. So everything was super hard. But then my family always, always supported me because I left home when I was 15 because of judo. I was like, I'm going to do my thing. You know, I'm going to become like an athlete, a successful person. I always had in the back of my mind, like, I'm going to make money. I'm going to help my family and we're going to get out of this situation. So my mom is kind of used to it. I'm never ho- I was never home for birthdays or Christmas or whatever. I was al- always working, like traveling around. So we kind of like knew a little bit, but I always came back, you know. And at that time, I was like, yep, I'm not coming back anymore. <laughs> that was hard, but they understood. And then every time like I have uh, something like, you know, good going on. They're super excited and bad. They're there for me. So like, I remember you mentioned WrestleMania when I knew that I was like about to be in the, you know, like in WrestleMania, I freaked out. And I was like, mom, you don't, I don't even know how to explain what WrestleMania is for you. So because she doesn't, she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand. Right. right. And then they were just like, oh, okay, I guess I got to be happy for you. I'm like, yes, please. And I'm crying on the phone. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, that was like bad, but good. You know, I'm able to help them. So, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, that's great. We're talking with Ty Conti. Coming up next, we got fan questions from Twitter. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm scared. This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey Edwards and Tony Schiavone here with the wonderful Ty Conti. We've got a number of fan questions from Twitter. Uh, so let's just start going down the list. Uh, Gregory Harmon on Twitter says, I love how much emotion you show. One of the breast- best expressive faces in all of wrestling. How amazing was it walking out to the first match after being signed? And it looked like it meant the world to you. I know you touched on this a little bit, but. Yeah, so. Everybody talks about my face expressions. And then it's crazy because I feel I can't lie. Even like, you know, like, you know me, Aubrey. When I'm the backstage, you know if I'm sad, if I'm upset, if I'm stressed, because my face 100%. tells you. <laughs> so it's it's natural thing for me. And then I mentioned a little bit about the match that was just like, you know, like a new beginning. I was thinking about everything that I went through, all the hard moments, all the bad comments that I heard from my previous job, like some people saying that like, you're never going to make outside here. So that was like motivation, motivation. And then like everything together was like, then I guess I'm, I'm here and I'm doing it, you know, and I'm going to keep proving myself. I know I have like a long way to go. I'm just too new in this business. And I know that I hate when people like think that, Oh, she thinks she's too much. No, I, I know. I know I'm like four years in this job. Four years is nothing. I'm a baby. You know, I have a long way to go and I'm going to do it. I, I don't care. You know, like I'm going to work. I'm going to keep working. So that moment was like just all the emotions together. <laughs> uh, Jackie Rodriguez on Twitter. And I think we kind of touched on this as well, but expand on it, if you will. Was there ever a moment, Ty, when you felt like giving up on your dream of being a pro wrestler? And if so, what was the motivation to sticking to it? No, I never thought about giving up. I was questioning myself like, 
um, do I really love it? Do I really like want to do it? Because um, to to do something, I need to feel that I love it because that's when I give it my best. I was just questioning like, how much do I love wrestling? Do I want to do it? But I never thought about like, oh, giving up because it's hard. Hell no. That's motivates me. I, I will never give up on anything. I know like sometimes it will be hard and then it's it's just like life, you know? You're going to have some sitbacks and then you got to like step back for a little bit, but then you come back with everything you have. So I will never give up. Hell no. That's not an option. Hell yeah. All right. We've got a question from Ronaldo G. Alfaro on Twitter. You're a blue belt in jujitsu. So you, do you plan on going forward getting purple, brown, or a black belt? And do you keep training? And if so, how often? Yes, I train a lot. But like, I don't focus just on jujitsu. You know, like that's not um, a thing like to be training just jujitsu. So no, I don't think like I earned, you know, because I got to feel that I earned what I'm having. And then I'm not changing my belts to like, I have full time to be in jiu-jitsu and I know I'm not going to have it. So, nope, I'm going to stay in blue belt. But I'm training MMA too. I'm training like uh, I keep doing judo, jiu-jitsu and going to MMA now to try to better my strikes because I do want to go do an MMA fight and helps me with my style in wrestling. So, yeah, I put everything together. Uh, Resurrect Jupiter on Kubrick wants to know. Wow. I love these handles. Uh, <laughs> They're so good. Is there something you wish to incorporate from your judo in the future that maybe has not been seen or found a place in wrestling, uh, but you think would be fun to include in your repertoire in wrestling? Honestly, I have nothing in mind right now. But, yeah, so I stood a lot. That's how I think that's how I get better. I like to watch a lot of videos, matches, judo, jiu-jitsu, pro wrestling, like a lot. And, you know, sometimes it, I see something and then I have an idea. But now I cannot think about, like, anything special. I just feel like that I'm co- I'm incorporating everything that I was doing judo in pro wrestling now. So it's just, like, patience and, you know, like, different matches, different persons, that like, different people that I can do stuff with. Question from Saronica Silman on Twitter. Now, this is clearly a hypothetical situation because it's not going to happen, but... Once Dr. Britt Baker wins the AEW title from Sheeta, again, not hey. going to happen. Sorry, Tony. Hey. Um, <laughs> are you ready for a match with Britt, even if it's a no DQ, no stipulation match? Who hell yeah. Bring me everyone. People always ask me, like, what's your dream match? It's always my next one. Bring it. Ooh. Bring it. Yup. Bring me Britt. Give me Sheeta again. We're going to, like, do better than the first time. I'm pretty sure. And then this time, the outcome is going to be different because, you know, <laughs> I'll be better. So, yeah, of course, I want to wrestle Brit too. And then everybody in the roster, I have, I don't choose one, one people, like one person, like I don't care. Just bring me everyone. What happens when, if you wrestle Anna J? Oh, that's going to be hard. <laughs> you know, I was not expecting that. But guess what? <laughs> We are friends, but business is business, man. I'm sorry. When it comes to my dream, it's business. And then we can be friends outside. You know, we support each other. It's pretty much like we support each other. We love each other. But then 
if we gotta go against each other, we're gonna kill each other and then love each other after this. Uh, James Evans on Twitter wants to know, why do you think you improve so rapidly at AEW compared to your time at the WWE Performance Center? Because I'm happy, 100%. Very good answer. That's the most important thing. It's not that like, of course, I have like a great trainer, like Dustin's doing like a great work with me and I'm grateful for him. Like I have more time to watch matches. and But all of this is happening because I'm happy with myself. I can be who I am without being judged. I can try things. I feel that people trust me. You know, I don't have that pressure on my back every single time. Like, oh, should I say hi? Oh, should I like walk with my right foot or with my left? Like, I don't have that. So that's why I'm happy. And then I can do better. I feel like every time you're happy, everything's is better. You can do your best. Wonderful. Absolutely yep. agree. Devin on Twitter asks, since Anna Jay has been away for a little bit, have you pushed around Stu Grayson in her place? No, that's Ina's role. I would never take her <laughs> role. I would never take her place. You know, like we have our own thing. You know, we are great friends, sister, but like we all have our own thing. So that's Ina's job. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> they have their little like love hate story that uh, I don't want to be involved, to be honest. <laughs> this is from All Elite Fair on Twitter. Uh, wants to know, uh, Ty, do you talk uh, to Brazilian MMA fighters like Amanda or Chris much for advice, given how much of their own training background and regiment is similar to theirs? Uh, no, like I don't talk with Amanda or Chris. Like Chris, we kind of follow each other. We change like a couple tweets and stuff. But I, I'm not like friend, friends with them. But yeah, like I love their work. Both of them are great. And, you know, and then it's kind of inspiration for me. So I appreciate them. Like everybody that works like to represent a country and, you know, do your best. I, I will always appreciate it. Anxious Cowboy on Twitter. Uh, so this is a really interesting situation. I'm actually curious about this, too. So you're you're best friends with Anna Jay. And now you sort of have the whole Dark Order has your back, even though you're not a member of the Dark Order. So what is that like to have a faction that is that big and has that much history supporting you? Honestly, like they became a family, you know, I'm friends with all the guys, like they're amazing. And then I don't know, it's just like, I honestly feel that I have a family behind me. Like since Anna got injured, unfortunately, and then like, I was like, damn, I'm gonna be by myself now because she was with me like 24 seven. And then no, they're like, you know what? We're here for you. Like if you're friends with Anna, we are your friends, you know, like, so I really love them. Like, I really love them. They're so funny. They make me laugh all the time. They give me the support I need, you know, like they make me feel like safe and then like help me in my matches. So I appreciate like all the guys. This is from uh, Dead Eye Rich on Twitter. The biggest question I have for, for Ty Conti is about her sense of humor. What kind of things makes her laugh? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, Sam. stupid questions on Twitter. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess. Damn, okay. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe, damn, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. I, I, I don't okay. lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I don't know. 
All right. I don't know. So the next time I see you laugh, I'm going to post on Twitter and say, this is something that made Ty Conti laugh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good one. Just so people know what your sense of humor is. And then so good you one. can learn as well. <laughs> yes. Never thought about it. Sorry, guys. So you had mentioned this a little bit earlier, but uh, Riv on Twitter says, what's the common opinion of pro wrestling in Brazil? Also, who has the stiffest hitting opponent you have faced? Oh, I would say Shira. Yeah. And I would say me too, because, you know, I hit hard, yes, man. You sure do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hit hard, you know, and I got lost. What's the question again? <laughs> uh, what's the sort of opinion of pro wrestling in Brazil? Oh, okay. Um, it's hard because, like, it's getting bigger. AW is doing, like, a great job. Like, the platform is, like, helping a lot in brazil because now they it's not live there it's a week later but then now people are like oh damn that's that's pro wrestling you know like they are getting to know pro wrestling and then they support a lot one thing that i um i know and i love about brazil brazilian fans like they're not much but damn it they support you to your freaking last minute right you know like, they're really, really support. Like, they create hashtags. They make my name trending on Twitter. Like, they do it. They are not much, but they're good. They're really good. If the Dark Order was a country, it would be Brazil. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yep, you're right. Well, Ty, it's a delight talking to you. It's more of a delight seeing you perform in the ring because you've meant a lot to our women's division. And I know we're going to be seeing your name a lot over the next couple of years in AEW. Uh, thank you for being with us on our podcast. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I had so much fun. And sorry that I talk a lot sometimes. Stop apologizing. And, <laughs> and, you know, that was fun. I hope I didn't say anything bad. But no, it you're is all what good, it girl. is. You're all good. <laughs> You're all good, and your English is great. <laughs> yeah, your English is great. I, I'm very surprised that you say you talk a lot because every time I see you backstage, it's always hi. Yeah, hi. Two, I know <laughs> just, you. Two, I know you no. better. You know, all yeah, right. knows that. Just, yeah, just smile and wave. But anyway, it's great. And listen, you you're supposed to talk a lot on these because it's about you. It's not about us. So we yeah. want to find out about you. So we Thank found you. that a lot. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you can uh, follow uh, Ty Conti on Twitter at Ty Conti on Instagram at at Ty Conti underscore Ty Conti. You can listen to AEW Unrestricted Podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. Please leave us a rating and review while you're there. New audio episodes drop every Thursday. And you can also check out the video version that's available Monday. Just search AEW Unrestricted on YouTube. That's right. And don't forget AEW Elevation Mondays on YouTube. Dark comes your way. Tuesdays on YouTube. And then what do we got on Wednesdays, Aubrey? Wednesday, we have AEW Dynamite on TNT, 8 o'clock, 7 central. Definitely watch us. Watch Ty Conte kick some ass. Yay. And for Aubrey Edwards, I'm Tony Schiavone. Thanks for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Hooray. Hooray.